Yeah, a little bit more space and shit. Yeah, you're a big guy. And they called and it was like, uh, we changed your seat. And they didn't even tell you which, where they changed it to? Where they changed it to. And I'm just like, why you changed my seat? Like, That's not right. It's fucking crazy. That's wild. See? I just started, I was what? like, I'm going to start a mid-conversation. It would be a cool intro to the podcast. Just start mid-conversation and you had to drop the F-bomb. Anyway, did you start already? Yeah, it's Ben started. Oh, oh for real? Fuck and yeah. then you dropped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was no cursing? No cursing allowed? Oh, it's no, I mean, you know, you feel free to say whatever you want. Say whatever the even, if, fuck you want. How about right, that? Well, see now? Shit. <laughs> 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 yo, you got to well, do it. Well, not going to share this one. Well, but yo, hold on. You got to do, do it like this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of wish we, uh, we were able to have a cigar. Uh, I mean, uh, technically, uh, I, st- I told Dan we should have done this. Back at someone's place. Did it for the weekend. Yeah, if we, you know what? Well, Part two, we'll do it at someone's crib on the weekend. You know, get some cigars, some whiskey. Shoot, we could we could set right. it up at a cigar spot. There's this cigar spot that me and my teammates go to. It's um, Monte Cristos. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Whippany. Yeah. And Whippany. It's not that far. What is it like a forty minute drive from here or something like that? Yeah, it's a little probably, bit more. Something like that. Probably, probably yeah, probably How, about thirty. Where are you living right now? Morristown. How do you like it there? It's not bad. I mean, it's like a thirty minute drive from there. From here, yeah. yeah. The only thing now is because with the, the whole stuff, like, it's not active. What do you mean? Like, there's usually more people running about, you know, kids. It's low-key now, yeah. And now it's just like everyone's home. Yeah. I see more dogs than ever. ever yep, you know? yep, yep. See more dogs than ever? Yeah, more, more people. You know? I don't know if it's just me or I just started noticing more dogs lately, so I don't know what it is. It could, you know what? Like, shit's been different since last March, you know? Or no. the beginning of this whole COVID stuff, no, so it's this like... This stuff is crazy. Yeah. I mean... Did you actually start it? Yeah, no, we going. We running yeah. right now. Oh, we're, we're rolling. We're just conversating. We talking, you know? Florenzo Fukutaski. Did I say right? No, that was bad. That was pretty Fakutasi. bad. Fakutasi. Ah, shit. Ah, see? Why did I say Fukutasi? I knew it was Fakutasi. You said Fuk. <laughs> I said Fuka. <laughs> Wait, how, how do you pronounce the first one, though? Florenzo. Florenzo? Yeah, Florenzo. Fakutasi. I see. I like Florenzo. Can we do Florenzo? We just want to change my name, <laughs> but no. But culturally, okay. He was just wiping his hands with the hands. He was sanitized, sanitized, man. COVID's still out here, you know. Jeremax, baby. But how my parents say and how like people from my culture say it's pronounced Falonusha, Falonusha, Falonusha. is how you say like my name culturally. All right, you know? p- forgive me because I, I don't want this to come across as disrespectful. But like, is that like? Like some sort of like French. It almost sounds French to me. I know obviously you're Nigerian, but like still like. Yeah, it's, it's Yoruba. Gotcha. Yoruba. So my first name means uh, God protect me. Awesome, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my last name means God must be recognized. And my middle name, which is going to probably take you guys a year to get. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's, it's, Say it's it. Ife Inca. Ife Inca. Yeah. Ife Inca. Ife Inca. That means love is all around. Dang, so you have like some that's deep fire, meetings bro. from your first, middle, and last name. That's, that's my parents. I don't, I don't know where they got it from, but shoot. That's fire. You Good got parents. any brothers and sisters? You got a younger brother at Rutgers, right? They got two, two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. Two younger brothers. I got two younger brothers at Rutgers. Okay. Two. One's a uh, linebacker, one. the other one's a offensive guard, tackle, right? Lineman. 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 Yeah. Yeah. How'd they do this year? So, yo, Coach Ciano, man, he got those guys to just buy in, like, into everything, oh, right? Oh, man. Like, I'm talking about between how they looked before, and they always fought hard, but, uh, dude, 
It's a, it's a culture extreme, change yeah, for sure, they, right? They, they looked extremely good. Um, they lost a lot of close games. games. Yeah. Like close, like to big schools too. Michigan too, I think they like they went to overtime with them. I think yeah, it was yeah, crazy. yeah. One of these games I was watching that they went. I was like, man, these guys are fighting hard. I think uh, honestly, you know, when you go into a school like the first year as a, you know as a coach, I mean, he's obviously coached there before, but you know, everything's changed back in the early two thousands to you know now. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you can tap in, especially with recruits that you've never even or like players that you never even recruited. And then come out with, you know, I would think, I don't know what they went exactly, but, you know, it wasn't a winning, se- like, season. But at the same time, too, you saw a shift. There was. And in, in, to some degree, which is, like, crazy to see, especially, like, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. I don't know how it was with, uh, was it Chris Ash was the former coach? Yeah, Ash. Ash, right? Ash. Was that now Texas, I think. But, like, I mean, I don't even think he had, like, three-game three games winning season there and now it's all of a sudden it's like wow they're actually they actually look like they can compete in the big compete, 10 which is yeah. what the whole definitely changed for sure especially in covid i think i think what he did was just like he went in there and he just he gained like the hearts of those kids like if you, you i feel like as a coach if you can if you can grab a kid's heart and grab his mind dude you can get that kid to do whatever it is you want you know what i'm saying and yeah. coach ash I mean, um, Coach Ciano has a good heart. Yeah. He has, like, a great heart. I met mm-hmm. with him. I, I spoke with him. And I'm like, sheesh. Man, now, I could play for you right now. Do you think you know? he had a little bit of an easier job because of the, the success he already had? Do you think that helped out a lot? Or just based on what you're saying, the person that he is, no matter whether or not he coached there before, he would have grabbed them the same way? I, I think just the person that he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he believes in, like, the, the tough love. He also believes in respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... I don't know. I feel like he's a very, very, very well-rounded individual, you know. Um, and obviously, he's older, and he mm-hmm. has a lot of experience behind him as well. So, mm-hmm. um, And I think I, he has that, like, New Jersey Rutgers mentality. Mm-hmm. Not to say that like, it, like that is, like, the end-all, be-all thing, but, yeah. like, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Rutgers. I think is they're they're one of the. I think they're one of the first ever college football teams in history, right? Like Rutgers and like they, one they Ivy play League. They a big yeah. part in the college yeah, football history. Now, mind you, they're not like your typical Alabama, you know, Ohio State, Clemson. Now, you know, but like in, in regards to like an identity, like they're still trying to find their way. I feel like, but now I think like yeah, that being said, like he was probably like one of the. I think the first person ever to really put Rutgers on the map, like Rutgers football. What? Yeah, like Coach Ciano's was sure. huge. Like when he first got hired, when he was coming back, everyone was like raving about him. Heck yeah. You know what I'm saying? And gave a new life and blood. About, yo, seriously, when we're talking about, you know, like them finding like their identity, if they're still finding their identity, yo, they're very well on their way on their way on their their way there. That was tongue twister there. <laughs> <laughs> you had it. <laughs> the tongue twister. But very well on they on their way there. There we yeah, go. Yeah, they're called the Shiano effect. Like he got uh after he got hired, their recruiting class jumped up like in rankings like by twenty or thirty spots, right? Just For a day sure. or two after he got hired, just because so many other kids either decommitted from somewhere else to commit to Rutgers or something like that. So just like that that power in that alone, you know? Yeah, I think there's something. I just, I just think there's something with him. Yeah. And I think also, too, when you hire a coach like that that has so much history and so much um, success along the way, too, it's like everyone buys in and they want to – I feel like a lot of players, you know – you have those players that have, like, those scholarships to SECs, you know, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC and whatnot, but, like, 
when you have an opportunity to sort of like change the books in a program, mm. like some people just want to do that. Like, you know, you know, don't get me wrong, like Alabama, Florida, all these schools sound nice and like, yeah, you're going to be a big star there. But when you get to go to a school and be like, yo, I, I changed that program to being almost to the point where people were questioning they should be in the Big Ten and, uh, anymore to like, man, they have a chance down the road to like really, make it really some noise. Maybe, I don't know, Rose Bowl appearance, maybe a Big Ten, a Big Ten championship appearance. Who knows? You know? That would be huge, man. Like, that would be good, especially for their platform right now. For Being sure. New Jersey. Heck yeah. Birth of college football. You know what I'm saying? I think that's... New Jersey needs that. We got to get some recognition up in here. Shoot, the Tri-State needs that. <laughs> yeah, the Tri-State needs yeah. Speaking of which, would you like to tell the viewers at home your background? Because obviously you didn't go to Rutgers, but you definitely played football. So, man, look, dog. Let me put on my heavy New York accent. Look, there we go. Man, real talk, you know what I'm saying? Look. From Queens, Far Rockaway to be specific. Know what I mean? Nah, I'm from I'm from Far Rockaway. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, born and raised. Uh, parents uh, are immigrants from Nigeria. There we go. You know, they built an honest living in this country, and you know, shoot, I attest everything to my parents. I'm not even gonna lie to you. For sure. Um, went to UConn. You know, uh, which Go Husky. Four years there, right? Or did you do three? Like, I do. A, I did a fifth year. Fifth year, okay. Yeah. You did do fifth year because um, I registered. I registered my freshman year. For sure. Um, Who's the coach there? I'm sorry, like cut you off. Not the like the coach that recruited you there. Oh, Coach Hooley. Coach Hooley. Was he the form, He was the former coach, like that went to Maryland and came back. Or was that a different? Nah, coach? that was Coach Etsu. So Edsel, I, okay. I, when I got there, uh, Coach Pascaloni was the head coach. So uh, Coach Hooley was under Coach Pascaloni. You know. Stuff happened. Coach Pasolini got, you know, uh, released of his duties. Yeah. Then um, we had Coach Diaco, which he was the big chunk of, like, my career. For sure. Right. And then, you know, he got fired, too. And then I had uh, Coach Edsel. So uh, my senior year. So UConn, UConn was fun. It was, it was dope. It was cool. But, man, like, you want to talk about, like, getting your hands dirty? Yeah, you you had to at school. Yeah, you had to like nothing was like given to you, and we 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 struggled each year in terms of winning. But the dudes that I was around, the dudes that I got, you know, the dudes that I call like my really good friends, my brothers now, those guys scratched and clawed and made no excuses, and it was just like oh, like they weren't perfect, obviously, but they they found a way to like make the situation a little better, you know. And how much so, how much sweeter does it taste when you have to go through that? You know what I mean? Like you put in that work, that you know, all that effort, that grind, and then like you reap the benefits at the end of it. it makes it much so much sweeter because what you had to go through to get to that point. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I say this: the one thing that I definitely took from my experience at UConn that carries me over now is that no matter how good you become something is always going to be there to humble you back down. Yeah, so like, for sure. So, like, look, you could be trending here. Something could just happen to remind you that, hey, man, like, get your heads out the clouds. Yeah, get yeah, back to yeah. work. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, as rough as things can be, you have to put yourself in a situation where you got to bring yourself back up. So you're kind of teaching yourself not to be too high, not to be too low. And that kind of carried me on, like the grind, the working for everything, and then losing. It's like you work this hard to lose, you know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, well, you lost. 
you gotta work a little harder. You know what I'm saying? So, and all that stuff, kept, man, dog, if I call any of my teammates right now, any of them, O-line, D-line, quarterback, uh, receiver, linebacker, any, any one of them from any position group, dude, they would all tell you the same story. Hmm. Just pick them at different times. How many other, at a, at a high school, how many other schools were recruiting you? Shoot, it was really only just, it was UConn was, that gave me the biggest interest. ODU came after, and Buffalo, really. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe a little bit from Temple. Okay, really? that's my alma mater. Yeah. Oh, I went for to real? Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah. man. That's why. That's where my little cousin. Well, he transferred from there, but that's where he okay. started. Smart kid. What is kid? Had to, man. <laughs> what you gotta do that? I'm mean, just kidding. Just kidding. Not really. Yeah. But, but you knew, like, in in your recruiting process when you were in high school, you knew UConn would be would be the one, or like, were you taking a while for your decision, or? Nah, man. Once UConn offered me, I was like, I commit. Yeah. Went. I just. What about it made you like commit right then and there? Well, when I went to when I went to the school, cause uh, throughout that recruitment process, um, I went on a couple visits, met the coach, cause the coaches, um, and I went to the school. And one thing that uh, I was able to see at the school is I was able to see myself there, you know. And the one 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 thing that made me fall in love with the school was that D line when I came there. Uh, on my official visit, and even on the other visits as well, was that D-line, that defense. That defense was great. They had some some crazy athletes on that defense, sure. right? All of them underrated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then when you watch their games, they're doing like some spectacular things. So, and I was just like, man, I want to be a part of that. So, how many of your teammates from UConn are in the league now? Got a good number um, of them. Or? Shoot, actually, yeah. Um, no. It's me, Shamar, Shamar Stephan, who's a nose for uh, for Minnesota. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Davis, who's a tight end. You know, uh, he was with the Chargers, then he was with Detroit. Um, Andrew Adams, he just won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Shout out. Yeah. Um, Obi Malafanu, he's with uh, he's with the Patriots. Um, he got drafted uh, second round with Oakland, but then that's when uh, that's when you know all the changes and stuff were happening there at Oakland. So that's five. Byron Jones, he's with uh, Miami now. Matt Pert, he's yeah. with the Giants. That's my dog, man. Um, he got a good amount. From the uh, UConn squad. Dog, there's, there's a few of us. And there's, there's a few more that didn't play with that in there. Like, you know, like Bleedy. Yeah. Anthony Sherman. Mm. Uh, shoot, I know I'm missing some more names, too. I, I feel like those, like, small schools. Because is it a, It's not the Big East anymore. It's what, the AAC? Yeah, it's the AAC. AAC, right. The American Athletic uh, Conference. Athletic Conference. I feel like those small schools really don't get that much credit, man. Because, yeah, everyone yeah. hears, like, the, you know, SEC, Big 12, or whatever, you know, uh, Big Ten and whatnot, yeah. but like those small schools, like really produce good athletes that you see. I think it was crazy. I saw some stat up for this past Super Bowl. I think like Leonard Fournette was the only five star recruit. Yeah, a part of that. Everyone else was like a two, three two, star, three. maybe like a four star here and there. Yeah, but it's that like was a cool stat. It was so yeah, so crazy thing. And I obviously you know talk about the go Tom Brady who was like you know a six round pick out of Michigan who didn't even really start that much in yeah. Michigan, but like 
it's so crazy. I always, always got to have a soft spot for Brady, man. Always, Heck yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's just—I mean, it's just crazy to see how like you can't deny his greatness. You can't. Hell no. At this, at this point, I think everyone could agree. Like, all right, we're past the the we don't like Brady phase. It's you know what though? It's crazy. But it's crazy, man. There's still people that are gonna like. They're still haters. They they just won't accept it. You, it's like it's like Kobe. You know, may he rest in peace. Like like that commercial that came out, Kobe. We love to. We're gonna miss loving to hate you. Mm-hmm. For real, like that's, that's really I'm, what it yo, is. Yo, dude, Brady is. It'll be the know, same thing. Uh, dog. I mean, I got a soft spot for him. You know, you know. Uh, you six, know what it is? Eight, I think three, six rounders. You know what I'm saying? That's you know? what I'm saying. Six round pick. Let's six let's dive into pick, that. You know? Obviously, let's bring it back even a little further. Like, what point in your life would you say like the NFL was like your goal? Was it real early on? Was it later on? Like, at what point was like, yo, I'm really gonna try to do this? I don't want to make this sound like a, a movie story, but it do was... Do it. Be genuine. It's a movie. Life is a movie. Let's go. <laughs> be, be, so listen, people need to hear this stuff because, you know, shit like this actually happens. So go ahead. So, all right, here, here's what happened. So um, I started playing football, I think, the seventh grade. That was the first time I started playing. And um, I, was, I was talented, you know, but very, very raw. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and a lot of the older kids were just, they were like, good. I'm talking about the talent in my community and like playing for the Rockway Ravens. I was a youth football team we played with. Well, they were like, like, I've never seen nothing like it. You know what I'm saying? And to this day, when I think back about it and a lot of those names uh, that played, that I played with, that I saw play, they were like some really great athletes. A few of which are like my good friends, you know, yeah. now, you know, um, Still. So I played then. The second year I came back around, that's when I was able to take another leap. You know what I'm saying? I started understanding the game a little more, how to play it a little more. Um, really just starting to understand how to play football a little better. And um, I, was, I started noticing I was pretty good, you know. Um, making plays, you know, uh, strength. Uh, I wasn't necessarily fast, but... You know, and it was just one day where, uh, one game I had a really, really good game. And then the next game was really good. And the next game was really good. And, you know, I just started, uh, I just started, um, I just started tacking on like good, good, like really good games. Mm. And then it was just one day, you know, when I was watching the game, I was watching like the Super Bowl or whatever. Uh, I forget what Super Bowl it was. But all I know is the, the next, the following day, going, going back to school, I said, I said a prayer, and the prayer was, God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I really do love this game, and I really want to play it. And God, if, if you could just help me get there, I promise you that I will never lose faith, and I will always share my faith with everybody. Mm. I promise you that I will let the world know that you do indeed exist. You know, I felt like that little faith could help, you know? And dude, went to high school, played in high school, got hurt in high school, but played, put some good film together in high school. Uh, UConn offered me, which was really the only offer I really wanted. Went to UConn, had a solid career there, and now I'm here. That's awesome. So I don't know how long I'm gonna be here, you know, but shoot. It's an opportunity, and I'm, and I'm thankful for it. But I don't want to sound cliche, and but I really do give like 
man, I I hate that that is gonna sound cliche. Oh man, but, no, man. Be, be, you know, be real. What it is. But I, I really do feel like it's because of the Heavenly Father for where I'm at this point right now. For I sure. feel like there's something. Amen. There's a there's a different I feel like everyone's role is different. Everyone's, you know, uh walking life is different, everyone's journey is a little different. And I feel like for me, him bringing me here was for a purpose. What that purpose is, he's still teaching me, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still learning from it. But each and every single one of us have has a purpose. Like why you train, you know, train people as hard as you do, so lively. You know what I'm saying? You never know that someone could come in here and needs that liveliness in their life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That little bit of salt, that little bit of flavor. Yeah. How knowledgeable you are in your rehab and how you and and how you teach, like uh weight training, you know what I'm saying? Especially to someone that doesn't understand it. Mm. Dog, like that 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 little seed of like, hey, let me let me show you this, let me teach you this, let me break it down for you. Someone needs that. Yeah. So like I feel like each and every single one of us has a purpose. Our journey's a little different, you know? Yeah. And why God put us in these uh in these certain positions, don't necessarily know why, but it's for a good reason. So and that's why I give that's why I give all my credit to. Other than my parents, it, it really is. Like I have to say it's God, you know. So that's awesome, you know what I mean, so no, that's a that's a man, that's a great story, bro. Yeah. And like the the fact that you put your faith where you felt it needed to be, but you still put in the work. You know what I mean? Whereas I feel like some people might do that same route, but still kind of sit back and ex expect to be yeah. just placed there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So faith is important, but putting in the work to give yourself the opportunity is equally important, if nah. not more. You know what I mean? So nah, I agree. I agree. That's a I great do. story. When you put it like when you put everything into perspective, like say if you had to like put everything like in a chart, like a pyramid or something like mm -hmm. that, would you have faith as one, work ethic, you know, mindset, all that stuff? Like, would you categorize? How would you categorize it? Faith being one, you know, and uh, faith and optimism, really, you know, hope, all that stuff being one, which really stems from like my parents. So. Wherever I put God and in, in, in faith and, and, and hope, optimism, all those positive, you know, uh, that really comes from, like, I learned that from, like, my parents. Yeah. And I was fortunate, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that I don't take away from myself, you know? So parents, faith, God, that's all, like, right there, you know, in one section up above as number one. For sure. Yeah. You know, and work ethic. You know what I'm saying? Work ethic comes right after that because I learned from an early age that you can talk all you want, but talk is cheap pretty much. You know sure. what I'm saying? So you got You have to really work at it. And then, um, shoot, just being consistent, being persistent, um, and trying to stay on top of myself. Now, I'm not perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. You know what I'm saying? Not perfect at all, but more times than not, I'm trying to, I'm trying to still abide by those things. Yeah. You know? Trying to. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you fall short, sorry, man. We every day's a learning short. day for yeah, sure. Exactly, you know? Yeah. Coach Rich says it all the time. <laughs> shout out to Coach Rich. Yeah, shout out to Coach Rich. <laughs> man, um, he's another one, too, that helped my mind, Coach Rich. Yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of uh, what he said, you know, when he used to train you and everything, like his, I guess, uh, words of wisdom mm -hmm. has definitely influenced you a lot. It has. That's it good. has. I'm not gonna lie. I would say I'm, I'm fortunate enough, like where a lot of people I come across like have has a lot of wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Even like uh, I mean, one day I was on the uh, where was I at? I was home, like home, home, and I was on like the dollar van. 
you know, and it was this dude, he was just talking about his experiences, you know what I'm saying? And obviously he was one of those guys that was like, he was about that action. You yeah. Could, you could tell, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But when he sat back and he was just like, just, just talking about his life, where he's been, uh, why he does the things he does, you can tell like, man, like there was a lot to grab from him, you know what I'm saying? And what I grabbed from him in that time is just, make sure you take advantage of the goodness you have now. You know, because a lot of people are unfortunate that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So take advantage of that, man. Your blessings, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the most eloquent way of saying it, but that's what I grabbed from it. The message was received, though. Was, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. I don't, the delivery. Yeah. I don't feel like sometimes, like, you want to get the, you know, the, the, more, the most detailed message, mm -hmm. but you just have to take bits and pieces and then sort of formulate sometimes it on your own. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. just roll with it at that point in time. That's what he was saying. He was like, look, he was like, look, man, look. This is a life not meant for some people. Yeah. Mm. Like, some people don't need to be here. You need to be the one to go out there and show other cats that, that this is not necessary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just took it just like that. Yeah. You know? That's huge. So. Do you think, like, with everything going on now in your career, I'm, I'm bringing it into, you know, your career your career now, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. It's, like, you had your ups, you had your downs, you know, everything is, every day is a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. You think, like, there's some greater success along the way, or are you still trying to sort of find your path? Just pertaining it back to, like, football and everything, if you don't mind me doing that. Nah, man. Come on. Oh, you need to stop doing it. Just ask. It's cool. Let's be polite. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I'm starting to understand that there is a... I think Odrish is coming upstairs. It's but good. I'm starting to understand that. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm understanding that, all right, like, in this platform, like, how could I use it for good? You know what I'm saying? For the good of the order, period. You know? Mm -hmm. And whatever way my faith in God wants me to do that, that's kind of like where I'm starting to learn that what is it that you need me to do? Where is it that you need me to go? How is it that you want me to do it? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and that's been like a little bit of a, little bit of like a, a challenge because it's just like you just don't know exactly, but you know that, all right, this is where I'm supposed to be headed. You just don't necessarily know how or how you're supposed to get there. So... Um, and then growing right now in this game, like I'm trying to take those things and just use it in my game while I'm playing as well. So I feel like there's something more coming ahead. I feel like there's, there's, there's a bigger responsibility coming. Don't necessarily know what it is or how it's going to work or what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? It's just I got to, you know, still keep building myself, you know. Absolutely. Coach, what's going on? Very, very good. Very good insight. <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit um, when you were at UConn and then you started prepping for the combine, that whole process of, you know, being in here a lot with Coach Rich and all the coaches in this building, working for that ultimate goal. Like, the dream is coming closer. It's closer. It's closer. Just talk yeah. about that process and how your mindset was through that whole process. Man, that process was a, was a big blessing because you see a lot. Like, every year you see the combine, like, these guys running fast and strong and you don't necessarily, like, in that moment, like, well, I didn't. I didn't, like, like, in my mind, I didn't compete with them watching them. Yeah. I was just like, dude, like, I want to get there one day. And 
for that opportunity to come to get that that letter. You've been invited. I was like, oh shoot, I got invited. Oh, this is dope. <laughs> did you see then, it? Um, did you see it as like, wow, like this is one step closer. Like I actually have a shot now to make it to the league, or is it like, no, nah, this is just another test that I have to like hurdle over. Like there's no guarantees or anything like that. Because you know, some some players, you know. Some players already have it locked in because mm -hmm. whatever the mock drafts and all that stuff, and others it's like I really gotta hit this hard because this this is how I'm gonna get my name, my brand, or whatever out yeah. there in order to then be be seen, be known, and hopefully get picked up as a low draft pick or a preferred free agent or something. Yeah, I, I think it was a little bit of both. I think I was very grateful for it, yeah, and I was hype about it when I got when I got that. But then I also understood that all right, your work is kind of just starting. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta put in double double the amount of time and coming in here being with coach rich all those uh just working the the first part of each drill and especially the mental dexterity part like getting our mentals right you know like and understanding where we need to be mentally was something that helped as well as as well as just the physical performance as well you know so and i think all of that all together helped my performance it's good you know so yeah, I think the, the, the mental stuff is big because the combine's so different because if, if the combine was an 11-on-11 11 11 game, you can kind of hide within the game. But being at the combine's, these individual drills, yeah. all eyes are on you. Yeah. So if you're the most gifted athletically and can move the best, but you're mentally not there, your performance is going to be hurt big time. Yeah, yeah. And now looking back on it, just understanding and growing how, like, you know, just trying to grow. You you can definitely see why like some guys could could underperform, mm -hmm. you know, like anxiety, you know, lack of confidence, nervousness, or whatever it is. Like if you can't find a way to contain that, you know, and like use it to your like advantage, in a sense. Yeah. All right, that could that could play a big role in why someone doesn't do as well as they want, mm -hmm. you know? Because I won't lie, I was nervous like during the combine, but. For me, how did that combat that nervousness? Uh, gratitude, mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, you know, I'm thankful I'm here. I'm thankful I'm here. All right, Foley. You're thankful you're here, man. It's a blessing, man. Enjoy this blessing. For sure. Enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? And that gratitude led into my work. So that's why I felt like, even though I wasn't too happy with my 40, but it's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I felt like, in the most part, that's how I was able to, you know, perform at my best. I was gonna time. say, like, once everything was set and done, after you did like physicals, the, all the tests and stuff like that, you know, walking was it? In, it's an indie, right? And yeah, it was an indie. Walking, you know, walking out of the um, arena, you, you felt like, listen, I did everything. Now it's just yeah. being, a, being a faithful yeah. man. It's up in God's hands now. Like I, I did everything at, I at could. At this point, I put my best foot forward. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. so that's how I felt about it. That's good though. Yeah. So now. Now, moving a little bit forward, uh, get picked up by the Jets sixth round. What was the emotion? What was it like? What, yeah, what was feel? that call like? Yeah, I was going to say. Yo, so it's funny because me and my boy Bilal, Bilal Nichols, right, which we all know. Yes. Yeah, Bilal Nichols and, and Greg, and we talked about this. We was just like, dog, there has to be a way where the draft won't be as stressful. And I'm just like... There's no way that can be, because at the end of the day, you need to get you wanted that you call. need to get that call yeah. anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whether if it's not on TV anymore, you still got to sit at home and and wait. 
like, all right, ring, no ring, or whatever the case was. But, you know, I had a, a lot of good friends around me at home. You know, it was just in the house. My mom cooked, you know, uh, me, my mom, you know, my dad, my uncles, my cousins, you know, my good friends and whatnot. We were there just watching it. And man, it got intense real fast. Like after like the fourth fourth round went, it was like whew. I had to keep taking walks to the room, to like my room, take a breather. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Walk back outside, smile, laugh, joke. Walk back to the room. Everyone's going, going, going. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, all right. Like I keep feeling like my phone is vibrating, but it's not vibrating or some whatever the case is. But when I got that call, I was like, I was thankful about that call. Part of me was like, man, y'all took long. <laughs> Hold up now. <laughs> I was like, yo, it was about damn time, man. Was it? Was it? A, is it day two? Day three? Day three. Day three. Oh gosh, that must have been stressful. Oh uh, dog, it, it was like, yeah, there was a lot of anxiety on that day, man. Yeah. Um, but when I got that call, I was just like. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I got the call, but I quickly understood that, like quickly, like once OTAs came around, and I, and I was blessed with some good vets too, you know, being being over there. Once OTAs came around, I quickly understood that being drafted doesn't mean nothing. Really? You still got to earn your way. Yeah. You got to earn your spot sure. on the roster. You still got to earn your key. Is it 53 or 52 man roster? Uh, they actually changed a little bit. 53. Right? It's, 50, it's 53 now. 53 yeah. man roster. Yeah. Yeah, 53. There's no guarantees. That's like that, that's just like a little like ticket just to get in, just to get into the, like to the practice yeah. field. No, seriously, yeah, that, that's really what it was. Just an easier ticket to get on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But so uh, it's like and once we just you, finished year three, right? Yeah, I just got I just wrapped up year three. How does it feel? It feels good, man. Um, at what point did it set in? It's like yo, I'm an NFL player, veteran now. At this point. At what point did it like set in? I have my moments yeah. where it's like, man, I'm in the league. But then, I don't know. I don't know. Something just happens where it's just like, yeah, this could easily be taken away. So For sure. get your mind back, you know. Like understand it, be happy, but get back to work. Is it, you know, it, you know the, the saying that a lot of people hear, I guess the casual fans, like the next man up. Is it really the next man up? Yeah, it is. Like... And this is how, like, my vets showed it to me. Like, if you don't get it done, someone else will. Mm. So you better get it done. Someone's always gunning for your spot, too. You know, right? so, and that's that's kind of, like, the mentality. And, like, in a healthy environment, it's good because it makes everyone better. Yeah. You know, and, um, but it, it is that way. It is, like, if you don't get the job done, well, someone else will get the job done for you. Do you see, like, obviously being in the league for three years, do you see, like, when hearing that, you see some players that just are, you know, gifted athletes. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they just show up to practice, they do the things, or maybe just show up game day. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not behind the scenes. But then you got guys like yourself and like other guys that, you know, you're gifted, but it's like you have, you have to put that extra work in, just just to like, you know, keep keep afloat, keep keep working, stay, yeah. you know, keeping at your best. Like, do you see that sort of like, wow, like these guys, it's it's easy for them, where it's like I gotta work for it, like, or is it just, you know? Is I think all like just one bundle. I think there's some freakish athletes out there. Like I've seen like some freakish athletes. I'm just like ah, sheesh. Yeah. You know, there's some freakishly strong guys out there. Mm. So um, I think everybody, you know, works a little different to to earn their own keep. 
you know, whether it be for some cats, it may be like, you know, a little bit of extra more rehab, yeah. whereas I don't need as much rehab or where from other guys, they need to lift more or run more, you know. So everyone has their own routine that makes them a little better, you know. But for me, like in my own goals, just like them, I know I have to work a certain way to attain or maintain my goals. Yeah. You know, so I guess the difference between everyone else. Some guys, like for me, if I want to keep my weight down, I got to do a lot to keep my weight down. But in doing a lot to keep my weight down, I know I have to do a lot to stay hydrated. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Whereas someone else is just like, well, they're not really too fixated about their weight. You know what I'm saying? Like their issue could be making sure like, you know, uh, you know, their hamstrings are, you know, are still strong. So they, they got to do a lot to keep their hamstrings strong. Or, they, they can eat like a Big Mac and not even work. Like think about it at all. Where it's like you, it's like you gotta watch what you eat, you gotta watch, you know, yeah, like yeah, how you're hydrating, all, yeah, you know, all the little intricacies that. that, you know, keep you healthy, keep you at a certain, you know, stature that you need to be at to play yeah. at a high level. So, what was it, Chad Ochocinco? We was watching something about him recently, actually, like a couple of weeks ago. He used to eat like uh, McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Before, like, you know, practice and stuff, like, I don't know. And I was just like, but it's crazy how, like, people are saying, like, oh, man, he ate McDonald's, but. I'm just like, oh, whoa, whoa, hold up. Watch this, watch how this man works. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. and how he's eating the McDonald's, he's also probably doing twice as much to keep that off. Yeah. You know what I'm how, saying? How much trial and error would you say you had to go through before you knew what your body needed to maintain where you're at? Or was it kind of just you just was it was it an easy process to figure it out? Uh, the only reason why I say it's like easy, quote unquote, is because like, I ask a lot of questions. You know, I talk to my nutritionists, I talk to my strength coaches. You know, Coach Rich uh, answered a lot of questions questions for me. Um, I'd ask a lot of questions to try to understand. You know, but the trial and error did come where like, does this work? All right, yeah. let me try this. All right, maybe instead of maybe my last meal has to be at seven, but dang, I. I eat at seven and I'm still hungry. So all right, how about we make it seven thirty? You know, with the with the snack at eight, small snack, and that that'll help. You know, you know. So, uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of the trial and errors came like in trying to find like what what works for me, mm. you know, best. And in that time, like, I wouldn't say it was easy, but the transition wasn't as smooth. Like I caught on a little quicker just because like I had some good people around me that I could talk to about. For sure, I think asking is like a huge part of it because I. Us as humans, we t try to think we know it all, but yeah. like, you know, there's so much out there, so many things, whether it's like training, whether it's nutrition, just life in general. It's like, as long as if you ask, you'll get some answer to some extent. No, or at yeah. least if not, you'll ask someone else that'll give you an answer. So, yeah. I commend so, you for that for sure. Yeah, you gotta ask. Yeah, you got a cool story, man. I think one way I'd like to kind of wrap this up is. Uh, I always like, and I, we did this when we had Matt Sims on, I always appreciate the stories that you guys have from behind the scenes that like uh, an avid football fan might not know about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Matt shared a story about one of the one of his uh, preseason games when it was like fourth quarter, uh, you know, big before COVID, obviously it was a big crowd, you know, a lot of noise. He goes into the huddle, calls a play, and he can see some guys kind of a little lost. And like right as they get to the line, he asks me if he knows what they're doing. The guy's like, I have no idea what the F I'm doing. So it's like this is in the middle of a play yeah. on the field. So like people sitting at home don't know this, which is like always blows my mind. So any story that would be like safe to share that you're willing to share from UConn, from the Jets, from anything that's like just a cool story, funny story, sappy story, it doesn't matter. Just any cool story you think you could have that you could share. 
Not the place you got to You got a couple good ones, don't you? Yo, it's just like, I got a lot of stories, man. A lot of stories that are funny, inspiring. A lot of bad stories, too. Give it, you know what? <laughs> if you can, give us an inspirational one. Because I feel like today has been very yeah, like uplifting. You talk sure. about your faith and, and, and like your work ethic and everything. So I feel like we had to end it definitely on something, you know, on an inspirational note. You know what? UConn, right? This was the first year we went to a bowl, the bowl game, right? Really? Yeah, this is the first year we went. And we're playing Houston. U of H, yeah. University of Houston, they're undefeated this year, and they are whipping everybody's tails, right? And we're at a point at UConn where we're just like, yo, we got to win. Like, we got we to gotta bring it to them somehow, you know? So uh, Greg Ward goes down. He couldn't play that game, or they didn't let him play that game. I don't know what it was, but he didn't play. And our starting quarterback goes down too. Mm. So, like, I think the week before we played, like, we play like Cincinnati somewhere, he ends up getting a concussion, so he can't play. So both of our starting quarterbacks are down, right? So it's just like, hey, let's let's do this, man. And this is in November. Um, they're undefeated right now. This is like the ninth game of the season, or eighth, uh, or ninth, right? And we're in this game, and we're just, we are just, Yo, we are just giving it to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got them on the ropes. Guys are flying around. My linebacker comes and cleans one guy, one guy, one guy up. You know, sacks are happening, TFLs are happening, and we're all just in it. And I don't know what it is, but it's like you know, like as now now have having more of an understanding. We were all in this state of flow, all of us at the same time, just flowing. And it was like, it was like yo, it was like there was nothing they could do. You know what I'm saying? To get us that year. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we we, we we don't have a lot of wins at UConn. You know, that's just the tale of our tape. You know what I mean? But that win was so special because we said we wanted to do it. And we did it with all, like, all bets against us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we weren't even, we weren't even underdogs. Like, we were just like, yo, this is not even a thing. Like, this. Scrimmage to them almost. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is not even a thing. And they're just. They couldn't, they couldn't handle our front, you know. Uh, our DBs was locking them down, you know what I'm saying. Um, it was back and forth, but, dog, like, it was it was dope, man. And when we won that game, it was like you would have thought we won, like, the championship. Like, Hell yeah, man. Just fans stormed the field, you know what I'm saying. Like, it was, it was dope, man. Uh, I was on a knee. I shed a tear, you know what I'm saying. I think uh, we had solidified a spot in the bowl game after that game. And it was like... We, we beat them and we going to a bowl game. What year was this for you? You know, this was 15. This was 15. Gotcha. This, this is, is 15. my freshman, sophomore year? This is my red shirt sophomore year, I believe. That's awesome, dude. You know, and that that was a great game, man. And we were in the locker room. Uh, I think we wore the gray jerseys, the gray Husky jersey, man, which was dope. Uh my head coach, uh, Coach Diaco, he started breakdancing in the uh, <laughs> in the, uh, uh, in, the in the in the locker room, man. And it was it was such a great the feeling. Energy must have been crazy. It was crazy, man. Crazy. It was crazy, especially because we all like we we wanted to win, like we wanted to, man. It was just like it's you know it's crazy because like I feel like at the end of the day, whether it's you know high school, youth, high school, college, professionals, like 
talent, obviously, talent is great. You need it. But it, it, really, it only could take you so far. Mm. But if you just get a group of guys, you know, 11, 22, you know, what have you, and you just all just buy in. I know it's such a cliche thing to say, the whole buy in. Yeah. It, stuff can happen. It's like special stuff can happen. It can, man. And, and, we, yeah. uh, and like you, like there were a lot of, like U of H, we gave them that one loss that year, but they were a really good team for, for sure. a couple years. You understand what I'm saying? They went to like a like one of the power six bowl games. Or something yeah, like that. man, yeah. they were like really good. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why that one was so special to me, you know what I'm saying, and to a lot of our a lot of our teammates, it was cause, just because like we weren't even like we weren't even a factor. Like it was just like U of H is just gonna show up and go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was, and it was just like man, that like that was the one time. Are part of you know many times, but that time specifically where like that just bothered us, like man, like like man, like not even a score. We not we can't even get just a field goal. Okay, and we all went in, yeah. and we did, man. And um, you know, I do wish we had you know more of those more of those wins. You know what I'm saying? For but sure. I cherish every win we have. You know, we fought for it and we got them. You know, and every loss for sure. Taught me something. It was learn from your losses. Your yeah, loss. all of those losses taught us something. You know what I'm saying? And you talk, like I said, you call any of my teammates right now, and we'll be like, man, like playing at UConn was was. You had to get your hands dirty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you came out of there, and you understood that nothing was gonna be given to you. Yeah. Nothing. You want to win? You got to work hard to win. And even when you work extremely hard, doesn't guarantee that you're gonna win. Mm, for sure. You know what I'm saying? So either way, you work that hard and you lose, you got to hit the drawing board again. Yep. You know, so, yeah. Damn. Some good stuff. This was great, man. Yeah. Foley, we appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, uh, man, ain't no problem. I hope you enjoyed your seat <laughs> at the coach's table. <laughs> and, appreciate uh, it. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to part two sometime. Oh, let's do it, man. Yeah. I'm going away for a little bit, man. Just hit me up. Go Jets. We'll, we'll, get the, we'll get the cigars J-E-T-S. ready. We just got to get approval yes, from Coach Rich before we bring out the cigars. <laughs> what did he say? And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Edit> now. Serious <laughs> offseason. Smoking cigars. Ah, man. <laughs> yeah, you know Foley right there. Like, uh. <laughs> I, mean, I like him. Just, I just feel like it's a it's meant for relaxation. Yeah, That's know. it. That's what rocking's for. Huh? That's what rocking's for. <laughs> and on that note, we're out. You can rock with a cigar. <laughs>